You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Spectacular, spiffy, spirited sparks. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 63. And of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your symphony of simply sincere synced simians. <laughs> I'm Dana. I'm Chris. So, some of you guys might know this, some of you might not. All four of us here at Good Job Brain were in the game industry in some way or the other. And uh, Dana, she is a game designer. And you have a little bit of an announcement to make? Yes. So the game I've been working on for the past year or so is called Plants vs. Zombies Adventures. It's on Facebook. Yay! Yay! We, we went launched, so now you can play it on Facebook. It's free. You can play for $0. I know that you came up with some of the punny names in the game. Can yes. you share some of your favorite ones? Sure. It's a game about plants that fight zombies. And um, the plants all have really punny names. In this game, you have a town that you're taking care of. And there are trees in your town. And they have little smiley faces. And you could click on them to talk to them. And I wanted them to say, like, positive, encouraging things. Like, have some punny jokes. So one of the positive, <laughs> silly things it says is, like, you're barking up the right tree. <laughs> Which is so silly. It makes me laugh. It's dumb. Okay? But I, but I enjoy it. These trees are called the pleasant trees. Aww. <laughs> They're really cute. They're, They're super cute. cute. So check it out. Plants vs. Zombies Adventures on Facebook. All right. Without further ado, let's jump into our first general trivia segment. Pop quiz, hotshot. And you guys have your barnyard answer buzzers ready. And I have to say, I was kind of in a rush this morning when I left the house. So I grabbed the wrong cards. I actually grabbed the Star Wars oh, Trivial no. Pursuit cards. <laughs> oh, no. And Colin's not even here. And Colin's not here. Well, here we go. All right. Here People we go. People who don't know about Star Wars, throwing down. All Apparently, right. I don't know. I don't Maybe. know either. This is going to be bleak. Let's try it. Okay. All right. Here we go. Purple for whatever purple stands for. Who, according to Princess Leia, exuded a foul stench? Chris. I feel like it might be Jabba the Hutt. Incorrect. Oh, that was all I had. Chewbacca. It is Grand Moff Tarkin. Oh. Oh, him? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a him, right? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what ship has a small retractable laser cannon <laughs> oh hidden in the underside of its hull? All of them. <laughs> Incorrect. Chris? The TIE Fighter. Incorrect. What is it? It is... The Millennium Falcon. Oh, okay. I've wow, heard of that great. before. I don't know how do you care about these things. I can't <laughs> even imagine hearing. Okay. I was told that the retractable laser cannon was actually a modification that Han Solo himself added to the ship, which is a YT-1300 freighter. Wait, Han Solo the character or... <laughs> yes, the character. <laughs> or the guy who played him. The character. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, Harrison Ford Harrison definitely Ford. did not do the modifications. Well, he was a carpenter. All right, yellow wedge for Star Wars history. Oh, man. What did Admiral Mati describe as an ancient religion? I don't even know which character that was. The Force. Correct. Yeah! yeah! All right. Say. Points on the like, board. Jediism. <laughs> 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 
green wedge. What battle was Landel Calrissian in when he claims he performed a little maneuver? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Antietam. <laughs> Valley Forge. Yeah. Valley <laughs> uh, It is indeed. Iwo Jima. The Battle of Tanab. Oh. Sure. There you go. That's Banat spelled backwards. That's the key to remembering. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Orange Wedge. What species was Jabba? Oh. Chris. It, it, is is Hut a species? Oh, right. oh okay. All right. Okay. That's awesome. I didn't know if that was like his clan or whatever. Jabba the Hut. Right. Good job. All right. Thanks. I was like slug. Slug. Slug, fat, slug dude. Fat slug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Last question. Okay. <laughs> and then we doesn't will... even color doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. We will we will end this torture round. Uh, what type of uniform was Luke wearing when he first met Princess Leia face to face? Dana. Stormtrooper? Correct! Yeah! yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. Yes. Okay, okay, we can face. do this. In your face. Good job, <laughs> So this week, we realize we haven't talked about food in a while, and Chris's fiance Regina, suggested that we talk about corn. We'll mm-hmm. see. So this week, we're talking about all things corn and corny. The Native Americans <laughs> call it maize. It's amazing. So we know that corn is the biggest crop grown in the, the, the United States, right? Biggest one. We are the biggest producer of corn in the world by far. We grow a lot of corn. In 2011, says uh, the EPA, 84 million acres of corn uh, were grown in the United States. Now, do you know that you might think that that's really far out ahead of the second biggest crop in the United States, but it actually isn't. In 2011, with 73.8 million acres of United States farmland Mm -hmm. devoted to it, do you know what the the number two crop Crop. was? Soybeans? It was! It's soybeans. Rice is actually far down the list in the United States. We don't grow a whole lot of rice. It's like number eight or so. But yes, soybeans is, um, soybeans could overtake corn one day. Who knows? Um, however, in terms of profit, corn made $63 million and soybeans made $37 million that year. Yes. Almost uh, double. So it's a lot of corn, a lot of money in that corn. Uh, what do we do with all that corn? Do we eat it? Sure. Some, all sorts of things. Some of it, but in fact, the vast majority of it we do not. It's not served on our plates. Um, we do eat a lot of corn. One estimate says that about a quarter of all food that you find in the supermarket, one quarter of it contains corn in some in some wow. way. Like high fructose corn syrup. Like high that's fructose corn syrup. But that's mm-hmm. also like high fructose corn syrup is also used in like the fermentation process of some beers. Um what have you. As a lot of you may know we have considerable government subsidies for farming and especially corn, which keep the price of corn very low. Uh, so it's often cheaper to use corn-derived products. Oh, I see. I mean, high fructose corn syrup versus cane sugar is, you know, a, a notable cheaper example. But there are actually a lot more examples. Um, it's cheaper to make corn plastic than regular plastic. Plastic made out of corn is uh, increasingly used in your food wrapping and utensils. You might go to a, a takeout place and you'll get a plastic container, and that's made out of corn. That's, um, it's compostable? It is compostable. Now, what's interesting about this is a lot of these things, if you take them and you just put them in your home compost pile, they will not 
compost. Like it's compostable if you use a special like composting machine to break oh. it down basically. Yeah. It's actually becoming a little bit of a problem because all huh. the corn plastic getting sent to recycling facilities, they can't get mixed up with the with the rest of Actual the plastic recycle. because you, you break it down in different ways. Yeah. But yes, it is biodegradable materials. So you could, could be going to a cafeteria and getting a cafeteria tray, like a permanent cafeteria tray that's made out of corn plastic um, plates made with you know parts of corn forks and knives eating using it to eat corn it's using, like cornception using <laughs> using corn based utensils to eat corn off a tray made of corn off a plate made of corn um here's just a list of products that use corn in them oh man who Shoe polish, sheetrock, glue, toothpaste, diapers, tires, spark Diaper. plugs, instant coffee, cosmetics, pills, paint, gum, frosting, vitamins, and explosives. There's corn in your clothes. We're all wearing, using, and tasting corn a hundred different ways right at this moment. If you're listening to this podcast while driving, you are surrounded by corn-based car parts. Whoa! And your car is partially at least running on corn, if not entirely, if you're using ethanol. Corn everywhere. The children of the corn are here, and it is us. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to blow you guys' mind. Oh, okay. But I'm going to go through just a quick anatomy lesson of the actual corn plant. When we think of a corn plant, we think of a corn stalk, like out in the field. Sure. Really tall. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's a really tall grass. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna talk about this in the most scientific way. I don't mean to sound like it's corn porn, mm-hmm. but I'm going to talk about how corn reproduces. Okay. And it's fascinating. It's insane. And you'll definitely look at corn in a different light. Oh. <laughs> in a sexy light. Or with sort of a sideways glance. Yeah. Like, I know what you do, corn. <laughs> so we have the stalk of the corn. And at the very, very top, it's known as the tassel. And it's like a couple of really thin branches that kind of sprout out. And that is the male organ part mm-hmm. of the plant. The tassel actually grows the small flowers, like mm-hmm. corn flowers. And they're male flowers Mm -hmm. because what happens is the flowers release a bunch of pollen grain and the pollen is the male sex cell. The corn dong, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) The actual corn, the the corn that we're familiar with, that we eat, the corn cob, is called an ear, an ear of corn. That whole ear of corn that you see in the supermarket, it's Mm. the female organ of the plant. An immature ear of corn consists of the cob, which is a stick, and the egg cells of corn grows on the cob Mm -hmm. in rows, in neat little rows. So from each little egg cell in each row, a hair-like structure grows out of it, and that's what we know as the corn silk. So each little egg has a silk coming out through the plant and out of its husk. Right when we see when When you see the corn silk, that's there's one for each kernel. Yes, yes. So here's the actual mechanics of corn reproduction: the birds and the bees. It's very very odd. So the flowers spread pollen. The pollen, when it touches the corn silk, they're self pollinating, Mm -hmm. and so the pollen touches the corn silk. And the pollen or the male sex cell travels down the silk, in the silk. Into the ear, because uh. the ear is all covered up with the green, the sort of the husk. Yeah. yeah. So that's how it gets in there. Yes, it travels through the corn silk. Huh. Reminds me of Avatar for some reason. <laughs> yeah, mm. like plugging in. Yeah. God, it takes about a couple of hours for it to make the journey. 
from the tip of the silk and into the corn and to fertilize the egg cell. So what really happens is when you have a, you know, a, a nice hot steaming cob of corn that you're eating, mm-hmm. each one of those kernels are fertilized <clears throat> eggs. No. Uh. And you might notice that when you buy corn, you'll see on the, on the tip of your corn cob, it has like weird looking baby kernels yeah, you or don't unformed eat them. kernels. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, dried out. Um, so those are the egg cells that did not get fertilized. Hmm. The juicy kernels you're eating is fertilized corn. That's, weird. Right, That's like you're right. eating babies. Mm-hmm. Like yes. A bunch of little it's eggs exactly like you're eating babies. Yeah. You're eating little corn babies. And yep. you'll see sometimes on a cob that like patches of, of kernels that didn't form. So those are the ones that the, the, the male cell didn't get through the silk and fertilize the, the kernel. So ironically, when you're eating baby corn, you're not eating babies. Is that are, are those yeah, little like baby corns like unfertilized? Corn. Yeah, you're eating baby corn mm-hmm. is unfertilized corn. Man, and it's it's harvested. So oh, so okay. baby corn is immature corn cob huh. that's harvested at an early stage before it hardens. So yeah, next time it's barbecue time, almost Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. If you're eating a nice, hot, delicious buttered corn, mm-hmm. that's what you're eating. All right. Reproductive system. Don't you feel terrible. <laughs> I know. I think I will look at corn differently from now on. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Of... Well, you talked about corn porn. Now I'm going to talk about <laughs> corn smut. Whoa. <laughs> which, is, which is not what you think. Oh, or, oh. Unless you think it is um, corn mold or corn fungus. We've talked very briefly about this before on another episode. Oh, is this frankencorn? Is this wheat, wheat lacoche? Is that yes. what's it called? Wheat lacoche, yep. It is a fungus that grows on corn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, delicacy. I vaguely remember saying on a previous episode, and then they throw it away, right? It gets all well, moldy, and then they throw it in the garbage. A lot of American farmers do, oh, and they're okay. trying to change that. Huh. It's a delicacy in Mexico, and it's it sells for more than regular corn does. Hmm. Whoa. It's like, they call it Mexican truffles, is the rebranding. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Rather but, than corn smut. Although, I, so corn smut is, is one name for it, and then... The nodal name, like Huitlacoche, there are different theories about what it means in the original indigenous language. <laughs> and one of one of the theories is like um, sleep excrement, oh, which is gross. Oh, great. Uh, not better. Raven excrement. Great. It looks like that. corn excrement. So excrements of something. That's right. what they think the original maybe it's, maybe it's just onomatopoeia for the sound of someone vomiting uncontrollably. It might be. <laughs> It's supposed to be really delicious. I haven't tried it, but after I read, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these different articles about it, it was like, oh, okay, I could see it's. It sounds like it would taste good. Yeah, they like we blue cheese, I guess. It's like mushroom light. It's sweet, savory, woody, earthy. So it's like a mushroom, like a truffle type mushroom, mm-hmm. and it's very good for you. Actually, it has oh. it has nutrients in it that you don't get from regular corn. There, something happens when the when the fungus takes hold. Hmm. We just need to get over the. It looks so gross. Okay, can't, so can't so I it just looks have like, Flintstones vitamins instead? I'll, I'll describe what it looks like because I, I I was like, oh, it just looks like moldy corn. But, yeah, but no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It looks like the corn Frankenstein corn, or it got injected with a mushroom, and a mushroom took over oh. that egg cell and like blew it up, and it got blue and green. It it looks like. It's like an elephant man elephant. version. That's exactly how it's gonna okay. elephant man corn. Well, also like what you said. It does look like a virus has taken hold of a cob of corn and it's taking over. It's like alien-like. Yeah. I can't get over the picture. Well, I've Googled it. This is one of those things that's like nightmare town if you Google it. 
But then when you think of it like, oh, it's like Mexican truffles when you say it like that. It's like, okay, it's kind of fancy and maybe there were... I just expect like a little pig with a sombrero on. Is yeah. Oh, <laughs> I found yeah. it. I think I'm Eureka. Yeah. And now, I'm, now I'm more down to try it. We got to find a place that has it. Yeah. We should have a field trip. I don't want to harvest it. it looks you gross. don't want to look at it. You want to see it prepared. Because no. what see my it fear is if I am in contact, I'm scared that the fungus will take over my body. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? I, I, th- mm-hmm. I thought those things too, but I couldn't find anybody saying that it gets it makes you sick. Like I haven't, I couldn't find any reports of it making you sick. Right, right. So bouncing off of the idea that corn is in everything, uh, I have a little corny word puzzle for you guys. Oh, okay. um, fresh in the palate, I am going to give you guys some definitions of words, uh, and I want to get back from you a word that contains the letters C, O, R, and N in that order. But not necessarily consecutively. Exactly. So they will definitely be in that order. They will not necessarily be consecutive. So, for example, were I to say a mythical being, you would say... Unicorn. Unicorn! Yeah, exactly. And again, in that case, they are all smashed together, but that is not necessarily the case. So let's go. You have your buzzers ready? Yes. Okay. To feel or express contempt for something. Karen. Scorn. Scorn is it. Removing the center of an apple. Uh, Dana. Core? No, de- oh, de- sorry. Corn. Oh. No, sorry. No. Oh. Removing the center of an apple. Coring. Coring, yeah. yes. He searched for the seven cities of gold. He was a conquistador. Oh, God. Um, what was his name? Uh... Has the letter C, O, R, and N in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Cortez. It's no. not Cortez. It's, not it's Cortez. like, um... Shall I tell you? Yeah. It is Coronado. Oh, right. Coronado. Ah. All right. A family of cheese made from sheep's milk. Feta. Not feta. Karen? Pecorino. Pecorino. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. A type of book that little kids love. (laughs) Is it like a series? Um, It's not. It's a a sort of book. A type of book. That little kids love. Pop up. It's uh, interactive. Speak and spell. Draw right on the page. Coloring book. Coloring oh. book. Oh. <laughs> a shortened version of a word. Acronym. Dana. No. Karen. Contraction. No. Contraction. Yes. Acronym. Almost. Oh, yeah, almost. Keeps your pool clean. Dana. Chlorine. Chlorine. A three-pointed hat. As worn by... Pirate. The Minuteman or Jack Sparrow. Tricorn. 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 Yes. Finally, barrel making. Oh, um... Karen. Barrel barrel making. Oh, I I was going to say Wainwright, but that's that's wheels. Or cask making. We have had this before. Cooper. No, not Cooper. What? Barrel making. Barrel. Cooping? Uh, Coopering. Coopering. Coopering is the word we're looking for. Yes. That's a good crossword. Good good job overall. Mm. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. A word from our sponsor. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. 
Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. And welcome back. You're listening to Good Job Brain. And this week we're talking about corn and corny stuff. I want to share a quick corn fact with you guys. So I was kind of inspired to look for corn snacks. You know, we talked about corn mm. using in food. I was like, oh, what about Doritos? I want to talk about Doritos. So I went researching Doritos and I found this amazing fact. Do you guys know where Doritos were invented? Where they were invented? Where yeah, were what invented? place? Mm, what Texas. city? Texas. Good guess. The original product or the proto-Dorito was made in none other than my favorite place in the world, really? Disneyland, Anaheim, California. No. In what? Disneyland. How did I go about my life not knowing this? That yeah. Doritos were invented in Disneyland. We've, we've Wikipedia'd things so close to this and never knew that. Never like, knew we, that. We figured out where Fritos were invented, all that stuff. Anyways. I also Googled some crazy flavors, which I actually think sound really, really delicious. All of these flavors are either from Japan or other parts of Asia. Okay. Of course, they would have crazy snack flavors. And I want to see if you guys would, would dare to try them. Coconut curry. That Whoa. sounds kind of good. Sounds good. Sure. Um, tuna and mayonnaise. Mm, Japan. I don't know. No thanks. Yeah, they like the mayonnaise, they huh? They do. Teriyaki chicken pizza. What? <laughs> That's a lot of things. <laughs> Crab pizza. Mm -hmm. no. And olive. That's mm, weird. Like what kind? Of, green olive or black olive? I think it's artificial olive. I don't know what artificial olive tastes like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. For America, at least, Doritos is very seen as like kind of Southwest Mexican. A lot of the flavors are like nacho cheese yes, or cool yeah. ranch, very region specific. Okay. And I think worldwide, they kind of just see it as a corn chip. It's not tied to a specific culture. Okay. Outside, outside the U.S., Cool Ranch is known as Cool American. Cool American. American. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> so I have a corny quiz for you guys, too. The answer is all either have the word corn in them or related to corn in some way. We'll just play it by ear. General yeah, corniness. General, general corniness. <laughs> First question. This popcorn salesman was born in Brazil, Indiana in 1907 and promises you'll like his popcorn better or his name isn't what? Oh, or is no. <laughs> or nice. Orville Redenbacher? <laughs> what were you going to say? What, Otis, Otis Spunkmeyer? Oh, I think he makes cookies. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a no. similar name, though. You're right. <laughs> Who screams, I am the great Cornholio? I need to be from a bunghole. Beavis. It is Beavis. Um, from Beavis and Butthead. Yes. Uh, who created Beavis and Butthead? Chris. Mike Judge. Yes. Who also did King of the Hill. He did. And, and uh, Office Space. Office Space. Yeah. I actually was going to think that you're going to do a segment on... Oh, Beavis and Butthead for oh, this episode. I thought it was a little too far out there. Like You're a the, super fan. The, 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 yeah, but the connection to corn is, yeah. is, is... That's why it's only one question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, it's one question in a quiz. It's tendentious at best. All right. 
This British indie rock band is best known for their 1998 UK number one single, Brimful of Asha. <laughs> Karen. Corner Shop. Yes. Oh. Corn is an American new metal rock band from Bakersfield, California. True. They wrote a song whose title is an acronym that spells out the name of what popular shoe brand? This is a this was a hit in the nineties. Huh. Oh man, corn. Nike? Nope. Like I'm trying to think of the song. Yeah. Get a life. Alright, it's Adidas. Really? A D I D A A S. The lead singer of Corn appeared on one of my favorite shows, Oddities, and he was buying antique medical devices. What is the lead singer of Corn's name? Do you know? Jonathan Davis. Yes. Yes. Hey. Nice. I'm awesome. I only know this because he's one of like, uh, they talk about the celebrities who play World of Warcraft and he's one of them. He shows up on a lot of things. That's why it seems fair game. There's a new season of the TV show Arrested Development on Netflix. What is the name of the device (laughs) George Booth invented in 1970s and sold on TV? The cornballer. Yes. What did the cornballer do? It just it burnt it made, everybody. It <laughs> made cornballs, like, yeah, like fried <laughs> yeah, okay. cornballs. Okay, yeah. all right. What university sports teams were once called the Hawkeyes, the Antelopes, the Old Gold Knights, the Bug Eaters, and the Man-Killing Mastodons, but are now called the Huskers? Man-Killing Mastodons. I mean, it's it's I'm, it's I'm either Iowa State University or the University of Iowa. Uh, I'm going to go with the University of Iowa. No. Son of a gun. Iowa University. No. Iowa State. State. University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) The Hawkeyes, though, are Iowa. Corned beef doesn't have anything to do with corn. What does corn mean in its name? What is corn referring to? The peppercorns. No. No. Oh, Oh, really? That's a good guess. I don't know. No. Is it just the cooking, the brining method of salting it? Yes, it relates to the corns of salt. Oh! So you're close. Corns of pepper, corns of salt. The word corn derives from Old English, which is used to describe any small hard particles or grains, and in this Uh, context is the salt. Interesting. Yeah. I've always wondered that. Why is it called corned beef? Yeah. Uh, Known for hosting a show with both corny and awesome dancing, this presenter was the host of Soul Train from 1971 to 1993, and he passed away last year. Cornelius something. I forgot his last name. Um, Mm -hmm. No, it's um, it's, it's something Cornelius. Yes, it's Don Cornelius. Don Don Cornelius. Cornelius. That's right, that's right. Good job, you guys. Oh, thanks. That was a. I decided to throw, <laughs> throw a, a real of, some throw real a couple questions of corn in, balls there. in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was written by a cornball. So. <laughs> Another quiz. I'm gonna continue our path of corniness and corny humor. I wanted to learn about corny humor, and somehow I just fell into a hole. And, and <laughs> a cornhole. A cornhole. <laughs> guys. Oh. <laughs> I somehow ended up in corny pickup line world. I found myself in forums and articles and community pages of people who talk about their uh, adventures in picking up women and tips and tricks, the pickup artist community. I wanted to read about some of the pickup lines that people actually have used and found success. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to share some with you guys. And But it's also a quiz. And they're very basic kind of question and answer, you know, riddle and answer format. Okay. And so I'm going to read the first part, which is a question, and then you tell me what the second part might be. And it's a pun. Or a pun or a play on words. So So, it's guessable. Yes. So for example, if I asked you, hey, are your feet tired? 
you would say you're running through my mind all night. Right, right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. 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 You guys sound very to say excited it in a like gross way. <laughs> you have to say it with ironic baby. Yeah. baby. I came up with one the other day. Oh. You read it on Twitter, right? Baby, you must be a convenience store hot dog because you've been rolling back and forth in my mind all day. <laughs> oh. Yes. Let's equate the girl. The, the old the shrinked, hot dog. Uh, oily hot dog at a 7-Eleven. Here we go. Girl, do you have a library card? Oh. Oh, oh, oh! I have a bad one. It's because we're due for a date. Oh, <laughs> oh. Chris. Because I want to check you out. Yes! Yeah! Yeah. yeah. Right. I, like, I like her. It's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Baby, are you a parking ticket? Are you a I was like, parking because I'm going to take you to court. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Because you've got fine. Because oh, you're so fine. Oh, yes. Because you're so fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Baby, do you know karate? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, karate, chop. Belt, you've got amazing moves. Um, <laughs> because, because you look I, like Bruce Lee. Yeah. <laughs> because I thought I saw you doing the crane kick on the dance floor. Because I'm in the Cobra Kai dojo. Yeah. Because your body is kicking. kicking. Oh. Girl, do you know where I can find a dentist? Whoa. Because you're too sweet? Yes. Oh, nice. Baby. Do you work for NASA? Oh. Because you are out of this world. Yes. Because <laughs> I think you're wearing adult diapers. <laughs> hey, did you have Lucky Charms for breakfast? Did you have Lucky Charms for <laughs> breakfast? Because you've got amazing purple horseshoes. <laughs> because... Something with the rainbow. I don't know. Because there's blue diamonds in your eyes. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> so weird. It is uh, because you look magically delicious. Oh, uh, that is good. Okay. Okay. Right, yeah, okay, right. okay. Girl, are you from Jamaica? <laughs> because Jamaican me crazy. Yes. <laughs> hey, was that an earthquake? I don't know, because I just felt the earth move. Yeah. Oh, not bad. Earth move, because you're rocking my world. Oh, because you're rocking my world. Was that an earth? It's like a Yo Mama joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are not Yo Mama jokes. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Don't talk about the earth move. Right. That's That's true. Yeah. Pro tip, fellas. Yeah, don't don't accidentally use a Yo Mama joke. (laughs) They're not. You can't swap those. Hey, baby, do you sit around the house? I know. (laughs) Last one. Hey, do you have any raisins? <laughs> Do you have any raisins? There's so many things. Oh yeah. Um what well, what do you put raisins on? Well, why would you need raisins? Cuz two scoops of fun. I don't Oh know. yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah, for cereal. But I was I don't like know. it's like dried out grapes. Right. <laughs> and the answer is what about a date? Oh. oh. Uh, maybe. These are all pickup lines people have used. Or say they have used. Or say the they have used. Yeah. That's true. That's do, true. Do you think they work because people are like, oh, I'm so flattered? Or they work because it's like, wow, Corny. that took a lot of courage. If the joke goes well, then your first interaction with someone is they're laughing. 
yeah. which is positive. Very corny. I think, you know what? I think you have to have self-confidence to pull it off, which, so it's not really the, it's not the line. It's the sheer amount of self-confidence you have to have to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, are you a snake doctor? Because these pythons are sick. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was a compliment for yourself. That's good. <laughs> Isn't that just a vet? Isn't a snake doctor just a vet? I guess. I don't know. I guess very Maybe. specific. I wouldn't. Specific I've, never, I've, yeah, I've never had cause to call oh. one. Herpetolog- oh, it could be herpetologists. They, yeah, they study reptiles. Let's go really deep into like, the pickup line. I know they study turtles and lizards. Yeah. Anyway, I think we have gotten a little far afield. So I have a segment about actual corn. Oh, okay. And I have titled it, We're Drinking Corn to Get Lucky. As we now know, we make a lot of corn here in America, and we use it for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Somewhere around 40% of the nation's corn, so the vast, the plurality of our corn, is used to make ethanol, drinkable, you know, food-grade corn alcohol. Because we which, have lots of which it. Which can also be mixed with gasoline. Now, some, like, some cars run entirely off it, and some cars, like, you can have, like, 10% ethanol in your gasoline, and, your, you know, your, your standard car will, will run off of it. Now, the first step in the production process of turning corn into ethanol is to take an enzyme that is made by microorganisms, and the enzyme is called alpha amylase, and you dump it into the corn, and then when you start kind of, you know, breaking it down, it, the enzyme breaks the, the corn down into sugar. So... A bioengineering company uh, called Syngenta recently developed a strain of corn called Enogen, and it got FDA approval. Sounds in... delicious. <laughs> yes, Enogen. It got FDA approval in 2011, and this is what it said. It said in the New York Times, and this is announced. The decision, to make it legal to get approval, the decision came in the face of objections from corn millers and others in the food industry who warned that if the corn cross-pollinated with or were mixed with corn used for food, it could lead to crumbly corn chips, soggy cereal, loaves of bread with soupy centers, and corn dogs with inadequate coatings. Oh, no! Won't someone think of the corn dogs? Corn dogs! Uh, anyway, it did get approved. And so what, so what is it? What is Enogen? Enogen is a strain of corn, the genetically modified corn, with the alpha amylase enzyme in, it. in the corn. It's Whoa. in the endosperm of the corn, which is the, the inner part of the kernel. So it's already there. So you don't want to use this corn for anything where you want the corn to actually hold up, hold together. Yeah. This is for mashing. Because, yeah, once you start smashing it up, it starts breaking it down. They have this, like, video on their site where it's like, here's normal corn, you know, that we've added a, that we've added the enzyme to it. And it's really, really thick and goopy. And then Mm -hmm. here's the other stuff, and it's already in there. We don't add the enzyme to it at all, and it's super thin. It's like a glow stick. It's like, you know, you crack, sure. the, crack the glow stick to, to shake it around. To yeah, like, basically. Oh, I don't really see the connection. but No, not. but it's like the kernel has the, the enzyme in it. So when it's mashed up, it releases oh. the enzyme. Yeah, so yeah, it's exactly. like glow stick where you have to break it and, you know, okay. yeah. and crack start the thing the inside. Yeah, it has to come out. You have to get to the endosperm in the first yeah, place for it to start going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it actually, this means, and you can even combine this stuff with regular corn and still get the benefits, you know, if you uh. need to have a combination. So it means your production plant has to use less energy, less time less resources uh, less like natural gas the what have you to but like this is get only it processed this is to get it processed into ethanol there's a beautiful picture of a cornfield on Syngenta's website where it says what if corn already knew its destiny <laughs> 
So now, why is this controversial? Well, this is not the first time that a type of modified corn has been introduced, not in the slightest. In the mid-1990s, there was a biotech company called Aventus, which came up with a type of corn called Starlink. And what Starlink did, it was only intended for animal use. It was toxic to insects. There was a protein that was in there that was essentially, you know, the the type of insects that would attack corn. It was toxic to them, so insects would leave it alone. It made its own pesticide, essentially. But the FDA worried that the protein might cause an allergic reaction in humans because it was resistant to heat. It didn't break down fully in the digestive system. Mm -hmm. So... They couldn't determine it for sure, but they were like, we can't determine that it wouldn't be a problem for some percentage of people, so we're only going to approve this for animal use. That's kind of mean. Yeah, Yeah. well, it would only be allergic to humans. Animals have much, like, tougher digestive systems that really destroy things. Yeah. So they did not plant a lot of it, relatively speaking. In 2000, Starlink represented one half of 1% of the total corn in the United States. Okay. But also in the year 2000, they found Starlink corn in... Taco Bell taco shells. Because as it turns out, it's really hard to separate this corn from that corn due to like potential issues with either Mm cross-pollination or just it all going through the same factory and like corn dust lands under the corn and whatever. So comes a huge problem, huge controversy, lots of like tests. They they recall tons of food. Yeah, because it's not approved for human use. Now, nobody ever got sick. Nobody ever got allergic. Nothing bad ever happened. But it was like it just wasn't approved. And the company withdrew its license voluntarily. And other companies like Syngenta, which makes Enogen, they make corn with similar proteins in it that are toxic to the insects, but they are now approved for human consumption. So this is not an issue anymore. They do a whole lot of crazy stuff with corn, as it turns out. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. Well, that was quite a journey. We had corn puns, corn mods, corn mm-hmm. porn. Corn smut, cool corn talk, and time for a last quiz segment. It's nothing to do with corn. Um, this was inspired, actually. I wish Colin was here. Colin told us the story during Pub Trivia. An amazing story about how um, we're all fans of Game of Thrones, the show, yeah. and uh, the book, the, the Song of Fire and Ice. And he told us a crazy story about how HBO created the language of Dothraki, which is the tribal group in Game of Thrones. HBO held a contest, welcomed submissions from linguists and people who make made up languages as a hobby to become the Dothraki language. And one guy won, obviously, David Peterson, and HBO basically went with his proposal and used his fake language to become the Dothraki language on huh. the TV show. 
So I thought what would be fun is to have a quiz about fake languages. Okay. Oh, gibberish. Okay. I guess it's not really gibberish. It's it's fictional language. Yes. All right. Here we go. What novel features the fictional language called NADSAT, which is a mixture of British Cockney slang and Russian words? Chris Collins. <laughs> a Clockwork Orange. Yes, Hooray. Clockwork Orange. NADSAT is the Russian word for teen because it was like the youth language, uh. the youth kind of lingo. All right. Quenya and Sindarin are two variants of what famous fantasy language? Klingon. Incorrect. Uh, any hints about what kinds of fantasy? The fantasy. Uh, oh, is it Tolkien? Yes, it is yeah, Elvish. Oh, uh, okay. Quenya is High Elven, and Sindarin is Grey Elven. They're influenced by Finnish and Welsh. This fictional language is only encountered in written form in the show Futurama. Oh, I could draw pictures of it. I yep. don't know what it's yeah. called. I don't um, know. It's simply called Alienese. <laughs> oh, okay. funny. That's good. And actually, you can decode it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, oh, sure. it actually yeah. makes sense. Oh, um, like a letter to symbol code. Hamlet and parts of the Bible were translated into this fictional language. And according to the 2006 edition of Guinness World Records, it is the most spoken fictional language by number of speakers. Klingon? Yes, uh, it is Klingon. And uh, I didn't know this, but uh, James Doohan, which was the, the actor who played Scotty, Montgomery Scott, devised the initial Klingon language oh, and really? dialogue. Oh. He just kind of made a bunch of noises. Uh. And then um, they hired a linguist to flesh it out. All right, last question. I'm going to play a bit, and I want you guys to identify the fictional language and the singer okay. in this clip. Dana. It's Katy Perry. It is Katy Perry. What language is she singing? Is it a Sesame Street language? No. Oh. Good guess, though. It's a video game. It's from. It's for a video game. She recorded this. Is is this? Oh, I know. Oh, go ahead. Simlish. Yes, oh, it's yeah. Simlish. Yeah. The fake language spoken in The Sims and, yes. and multiple Sim games. Which has no. It's no. It's language. gibberish. It's gibberish. That it's really is completely gibberish. gibberish. Yes. What was that a particular song? That was Last Friday Night, which is <laughs> yeah. a Katy Perry song because she had her own uh, uh, The Sims okay. expansion. Yes. Okay. Okay, which Sims game debuted Simlish? Oh, I guess. I'm guessing two? It is Simcopter. Not even no. the big Sim games. Huh. It's Simcopter. Oh. First oh, not game. The Sims. Good job, everybody. And that's our show. Thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learned a lot about corny stuff, corny pickup lines. Don't use them, please. That's my disclaimer. Don't use any of those. Those won't work. Maybe as a joke. Maybe as a joke. Yeah. Find a, la for a, good find a lady or a gentleman with a good sense of humor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe mm -hmm. they'll like it. Careful of uh, corn allergies and uh, corn porn, corn smut, and corn is in everything. Uh, you can find <laughs> us on iTunes, on Stitcher, 
on SoundCloud and also on our website, which is goodjobbrain.com. And hope you enjoyed the accidental Star Wars trivia today. I'm, I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.